Happy Friday, educators. This is Unapologetically Educated, episode one. I am um, super excited to have my girl, Letha Harper, here to talk shop with me today. Um, we have a lot to uh, talk about, but first, since this is our first official episode, we just kind of wanted to introduce each other and talk a little bit about who we are and our passion for this work. So in my intro podcast, I talked a little bit about myself. Um, My name is Deidre Hannibal. I am currently a secondary principal. Um, I have done a little bit of everything, y'all. I've been a PTA president. I started with that. I've been an instructional coach, an assistant principal, a teacher, a special ed teacher, a regular ed teacher. Uh, I've also... um, My greatest job, like I said, is being a teacher, and so I am super excited to be here to kind of unpack, have some real talk conversations with you about education, all things education, and just to give you an eye on um, what education looks like from people who actually live it every day, Mm. right? So I'm going to pass the mic on over to Ms. Harper, um, and she's going to talk to you about who she is. Good morning or hello. How is everyone doing? I am so excited to be here again as my friend, my sis has said, I am Letha Harper. Um, I am in education and I am proud about it. Um, started out, of course, straight out of college into education as a teacher um, on a secondary level. Um, stayed on secondary for a lot of years, amazing years transition um, through two different districts, one from huge down to small, um, and everything was always purposeful. I wanted to make sure that I could touch every aspect of education so that I could have knowledge of what it looks like on big size, um, on medium size, and then I made my way to um, elementary and am right now still currently proud to be an elementary principal. Um, But I've also made sure that I did that through the realms of, again, secondary high school, but then I also went to middle school and then elementary and then outside of traditional school district um, into the charter world. Again, I think and believe in making sure that when you stand before people and you lead people that you have a lens from every aspect as possible so that people know that you've walked what it is that you're talking about. And so that's why I'm excited about being here today because everything that I can talk about, I can actually say that I walked So I'm excited. I'm over here knocking. Yes. Just the fact that you hear what she said. Like it's hard to um, cast blame, throw stones, um, if you hadn't did this work. And so I want to make sure that every week I bring before you people that have um, lived this life um, either currently or in the past that can speak like truth into what we do. Um, so we're going to kind of get started. As you can see, uh, Miss uh, Miss Letha, she's my sister, so I'm just going to call her Letha. I don't even know what else to say. So Letha and I are going to kind of just jump in, but you can tell the passion already. I knew my first um, podcast episode had to be with Letha. When I tell you, y'all, we fight and it's out of love, but we yeah. fight all the time in regards to education. Yeah. So we're going to try to stay on topic and not just thug it out um, because we are very passionate about this. Uh, We will fight anybody Mm -hmm. behind education. So um, the article that I want us to kind of unpack today um, is one that HuffPost um, released uh, last week and it was about um, throwing away kids lunches because they owed on lunch accounts. Mm. So, (laughs) So I don't know about anybody else if you're listening 
my parent had one up first. Like, how dare you take something out of my kids' hands? Right, right. But um, let me unpack the article a little bit. So the article basically says the kids owed for their lunch accounts, and if this was a high school, and if it was 15 or more dollars, they were not supposed to get a hot lunch, they were supposed to get a cold lunch. And if they were in elementary school, it was $25 or more charged, and it, again, they would get a cold lunch. So looking at this, the kids made it out the cafeteria with this hot lunch, and then someone said, uh-oh. You're not supposed to have this lunch. You're supposed to get a cold one. Let me come get it and put it in the trash. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Let me take your lunch I gave you already. You can't go back and reuse this lunch. Mm. I'm going to just put it in the trash so you can't have it. Mm. Okay, so, yes, of course, the district has apologized <laughs> for it. Um, and, and I get it because we make mistakes in education all the time. So, you know, shout out to the district for rectifying yes. the situation. But the reason why I chose this article is because, guys, this happens everywhere. Um, we have, and I, as I start researching, school districts that take this uh, take take away kids' field trips. Yep. Um, they take away they can't go to prom over lunch. So, Lita, tell me what you're thinking, because I can see you over there shaking, and you get, you're starting to clap with your hands, you know? So, you know, this is a touchy one for me. Um, you know, I just think about how do we feel comfortable with being the adult that goes to a child and removes food from them and say, because of your parents not paying this fee you don't get to eat what everybody else gets to eat you eat this over here as cold and then don't take into consideration that what you're offering as a punishment could very well be what they're accustomed to eating daily and thought was okay but then we also want to have bullying conversations but now we make this same kid who we've taken this from sit with their friends with a different plate that also allows for everybody to know that because you didn't pay your bill, this is what you get, and now subsept them to the kind of conversations that they must have amongst their peers. Like, all these things we don't take into consideration just because we want to say that you owe, what did they say, at a $15 balance. This is what we do. Some schools do $9. Everybody gets to pick their own. There's not a standard. It's what we decide to pick as our own as a number. And when there's that much of a variance, then how legit is it that we're making these type of stipulations? That's just a few, you know, that's yeah. a little bit like, about I what thinking I about, have to say. Ooh, I'm going to Snapchat your lunch tray. You know. You know, I'm putting that all on my Instagram that you eating because your mama ain't got no money. We right. Putting this up, like, I do. And so then when a kid is upset and is angry and decides to pop off on the kid that's next to him, now you also get a punishment because you started something in the cafeteria that now becomes against our code of conduct. Like, all of these things are linked, right? And we were the antecedent the whole time. Period. Yes. Um, I think there is also a lens that I kind of want to unpack with this. So... At high school, like, parents just don't fill out free lunch forms. Mm-hmm. They just don't. Mm-hmm. Like, girl, put you a bag of noodles in your backpack, some chips, and, and get to it. 
So my thing is, how do we get more of those things done? So, because my wondering is, do these kids qualify for free and mm-hmm. reduced lunch? Mm-hmm. Um, then, okay, is there a time and a place where maybe they're not being able to get all of those other snacks that maybe are racking up the bills? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. How are we communicating that information to parents? Um, I know right now, I, I'm just being honest. Um, in some of my previous schools that I've worked in, in previous districts, and I've even talked to other principals, there is not a a systemized way nationwide of tracking who mm-hmm. um, qualifies on free and reduced lunch. You put zero on the application, your kid's on free lunch. Yeah. So, like, is that a battle? Should we make lunch free across the board for all kids? Like, what, what are your thoughts? What should we do? I definitely think that I wholeheartedly feel like Especially for what it is that we're providing as mm-hmm. free lunch, that it, Whoa. I mean, as lunch, that stop, I'm just stop, saying, stop, stop, stop. for what we're providing as a meal on the trays, <laughs> it definitely should be free. That's my first thing, right? Okay. But then at the same time, if you don't have systems in place to, um, to for the things that you're trying to implement, then you got to pull your brakes on what it is that you're trying to enforce. So, like, if a child gets to $15, are you telling me that there is no way to address that before they come into the cafeteria? Like, okay. they're in school all day long, right? So, is there not a tracking system mm. that you can have that knows who these um, students are that there cannot be an opportunity to address them with their assistant principals or whomever before they right. walk into the cafeteria okay. and, the and have that? Time they had up. something like that in place, it was just not followed through, which we all know okay. that okay. that that can happen. Mm-hmm. But I go back to what you said: the quality of the meal mm. is not worth all of this fussing mm. and fighting over. Because I watch the trash. I mean, if you're an administrator, if you're a principal, you're you're doing cafeteria duty. Yep. You watch what goes into the trash. I love it. You watch what they pick off of their plates right yeah so yeah let's let's talk about that so my thing is maybe proposing every kid gets a hot lunch if you would like some of these fancier options whether you bring in a pizza hut or whatever company you bring in or you're doing some very clever a la carte options those things will need to be paid for by all students Mm -hmm. but every kid gets a free hot lunch because it ain't that it's awesome yeah to fight about it's not um, we saw that Richard Sherman, um, San Francisco um, 49ers, yep. get myself right. Yeah. Um, he paid for a, all of the middle school students mm-hmm. balances at a middle school in California, just so they could end the holidays on a high note. Parents are not right. worried about how they're going to come back from Thanksgiving. And so like, I think great temporary fix. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just, I mean, it was, it was it's a great gesture, and it was and that's great. Yes. But as soon as we report shout out to back, Richard. shout out to you. You know what I mean? I, I appreciate you seeing a need and, and, you know, nothing to be taken from that. But from the from the portion of the school districts or, you know, that was a temporary fix. Are you going to now always depend on a, a, a donor to come in and erase the balances that will continue to build from the same? We haven't fixed the root, the system. Yes. So, like, yeah, that was a 
you know, temporary right. reprieve. Well, we still have if homework. he would like to come to my school, Mr. Sherman, mine please, as well. Mine please. As well. Go ahead and follow Unapologetically Educated. <laughs> you can get me at Twitter at DEducated. Yeah. Um, you can email me at unapologeticallyeducated at gmail.com. Yes. Baby, and come over here and pay these balances at the school I'm currently at. Right. And you can uh, ask her for sis or go to <laughs> at LaCondre Harper and you will find me as well on Twitter. <laughs> So during this time of the year, um, it's always a time of giving. People are super um, excited to give. Let me say that. Mm -hmm. This is a time of the year where people are super excited to give. One of the things as a leader that has always um, gotten me are two things that we're going to un unpack today. One is holiday drives you do at your school um, and your school culture around the holidays and beyond, actually. Mm -hmm. um, so... For the holidays, I know every school district I've ever worked at, and Letha probably would say the same, they do some type of, you know, toy drive, mm -hmm. coat drive, mm -hmm. and they come and pick up um, coats and hats and stuff that the kids have donated. We do canned food drives for the yep. food pantry. All that stuff is amazing. I'm not saying don't do it. Um, but um, the new job that I have um, now um, has kind of opened my eyes a little bit to, like, the validity or I'm not going to say validity. <coughs> I want to say the range mm -hmm. of what we do. Mm -hmm. So let me start by saying I am in no form or fashion saying don't give to any of the charities, toy drives. What I'm saying as a school leader is make sure you completely understand the needs of your school. Period. So when you're taking up coats, do your kids at your school have coats? Mm -hmm. Because they come mm -hmm. pick those coats mm -hmm. up from the front of your school, mm -hmm. and where do they go? Mm -hmm. But then we have kids with shorts on, and it's 30 degrees outside, right. and a hoodie. Right, right, right. So um, what I did this year is I shared a link with my parents, um, and you tell me your kids' size, what coat they need. Um, if there's anything that we can do for the holidays, you tell me what they need. Yep. Um, and so then anything that's donated by teachers, community members, they go to our students first. Mm -hmm. um, and then whatever we have left over, we will give to any other charity that is doing the same. Um, I say that to say um, it's just not right. I'm just, that's all I got. <laughs> um, Letha, what are your thoughts? <laughs> like, right. sis, I'm just sitting here like, okay, what else is there, you know, to be said? You know, my grandmother say, sweep around your own house first, right? And so as leaders, you have to pay attention to what's going on in your own house. Like, I can't be in a hurry to serve outside of my building and not meet the needs of those that I'm over yes. every single day, right? Yep. So um, for me, it's important to make sure that I'm at the door when the kids are coming through the building in the morning. So my eyes can see how you're coming into this building when the temperature is 30-something out there. If you're a leader, make sure that you're paying attention to every aspect of what's going on with your kids, right? And so... Um, Understand that you have to also train your teachers to have that kind of eye as well. Because when it comes to the time when we're supposed to be doing these drives, like it should be nothing for you to be able to say to your teachers, who in your classroom has a need? 
And they should be able to determine that. But you have to train the eye mm. to make sure that you are point, looking at your kids from head to toe as they're entering in your classroom every single day. Um, when we're going on field trips and we're about to load the bus, I'm standing as they're walking out because I wish you would come out the door and you don't have a coat on or shorts. And again, it's 30-something degrees outside. no. Come back inside. We're going into the counselor's office. The clothes that we have for if a scholar had an accident or something. Today, you're going to put those pants on, and I'm going to the lost and found, and we're pulling out jackets. So it, it just is a matter of making sure that you're sensitive to those that you are servicing every single day and yes. meet their needs. And then if we have extra, oh, absolutely, we can go out into the community. But I can't go out in the community first and not feel comfortable about who walks through my halls every single day and what would it be like when we're off for breaks what does that look like for my kids who don't get to walk into my building every single day and won't get to get the breakfast and lunch regardless of how bad it is or won't get you know to be in heat we have to pay attention to that so that's that's most definitely that's and and, and is at an elementary but let me just say that happens at secondary oh, too yes. like um Kids are not cool when it's cold. They'll take a blanket. Like, we have kids with blankets. I said, baby, you got a pillowcase? No, yeah. no, no. Let yeah. me get you a coat. And so, like, Black Friday um, is a fitting time to get some Absolutely. hoodies and stock up. Absolutely. Because they love to have them on anyway. They zip up. You can put it on your head. Mm. If it's raining, you can still rock that thing. But... Take care of your house first, leaders, yeah. and make sure that you, if you have any kids in need, that that type of outreach is happening for the kids and families in your building. Absolutely. Um, and so the other part of that is what are we doing to celebrate staff and students for the holidays? Mm. Um, this is always a time where you have your, your white elephant exchange. <laughs> but I tell you this. Even if, not just about the holidays, school culture is something, Ooh. I promise, student achievement and school culture go hand in hand. Absolutely. So if you got a, if you got a school and the kids are performing phenomenally, then that school culture probably has a big piece to play in it. Um, I'm actually at a turnaround school where we're trying to change the way things have been done <laughs> and making some better spaces <laughs> and lanes for kids and teachers. Yeah. And so... I will be honest with you. I tell people I plan out the whole year of what I'm doing for staff and students for the most part. I plan that thing out. It is on a calendar. Yep. Because guess what happens? Anybody know what happens nice. for leaders? <laughs> Man. I don't like <laughs> teachers or kids at some point in my career <laughs> every year. And so if I don't plan to celebrate, then if I got to land on how I'm feeling for the week or the month, baby, nobody will get anything. Mm. So I plan what I'm doing each month to celebrate, honor my students and staff. Yeah. So um, we're doing a December to remember calendar. I'm pretty sure if you have not followed like principles, principles on Facebook, mm -hmm. um, girlfriend has a ton of resources and every principal in America chimes <laughs> in on things that they're doing. Yep. But um, I'm doing a December to remember calendar for the staff mm -hmm. um, and we're doing one for the students. And so it's just kind of fun days that you can dress up and do little cute things. Yep. Um, we are also do, we're doing our staff versus student volleyball game. I'm getting in that thing and trying not to hurt my knees, but I am playing because I got some kids that I want to serve some aces <laughs> too. I'm ready. Yes. Um, and then we have our staff Christmas party, mm -hmm. um, our students holiday dance. 
Um, and then we also have our staff and student awards, which is a big thing that I brought from elementary. Mm-hmm. Didn't think they would care at all. Oh, yeah. Man, say, y'all. Middle school kids get that gold ticket to say that they invited to awards, which means they don't have to be in class because it's awards time. And then we play all this music that they love and we get turned up in there for student awards. It's amazing. But let me just say, we do staff awards first because we want to model to the staff how the student awards should feel. So if you do the students first, the staff not going to be lit. Mm -hmm. You got to do the staff first and get them primed. Mm -hmm. So our first staff awards, the theme music was hip hop. So we went all Meek Mill. (laughs) Shout out to Meek Mill. That's like my favorite um, rapper right now. But um, our office receptionist, um, she does the tardy sweep announcement. So her award was the Meek Mill Hype Aww. Uh, award because when she does tardy sweeps, you think you're going to go into a lockdown, but the kids get to class <laughs> and there is no problem. And she was like, oh my God, because she's like 87. Aww. Who is Meek Mill? <laughs> Baby, I had to learn a one. So um, the staff loves it. This week, uh, we're doing staff <coughs> awards and we're actually doing old school R&B. So staff members have been like sending me their selections. I was like, girl, I got this. I don't need you to send me yours. So one of the awards is for staff members that are really positive, loving on the kids. And it's the Lenny Wilkins Because I Love You Staff Award. So we're going to jam that Lenny Wilkins. We're going to have a good time. But I say that to say, and I'll pass it to Aletha. What are you doing to celebrate your staff in these last days before the holiday break? Aletha, go. Yeah, you know, I think the real important piece there is to make that we, I don't want us to miss as leaders. Um, if you hear the, just the passion that is coming out of Deidre's voice, like that's the part where it starts from. She said, teach your teachers so they know how to do it to the students. But the, but the reality of it is the teachers are seeing how they're being serviced from you as the leader. Mm, and that is what is going to really make that spill over. Cause they look at it and they see, look at how much effort and energy is being put in to just serve me. And that makes them feel some kind of way. That's the culture piece. Um, that we're talking about. So yeah, before I left, you know, the memo went out to our staff the 12 days of winter and it's the same thing, you know, it just has each of the days of like how they're to dress and what they're looking for. And we also did like, um, so we have my box It's called the Miss Harper box. And so as I see, um, the teachers and how creative that they are getting with these days, they get the little Letha coupons from me. Um, and then mm. they get to put it on that box and at the end of the week, I pull one of their names out of the box and they win another prize. And so just things to kind of create that momentum because those 12, days, although they're very, very low uh, or, you know, it's just like, oh, it's just 12 days. Those are some mean 12 days that we have to go through um, before Christmas because there's so much that has to be tied up. Those those last minute assessments. There's all of those, uh, you know, elementary school, you know, your F&P tracking, where are your kids? What is their growth looking like? How we're setting up evaluations (laughs) that are happening and closing. There's so much that is jam-packed into those 12 days and so if you don't find a way um, to bring that joy in there with your teachers, man, that culture in those last 12 days, is it, it can kill you. So um, it's so important to make sure you do that. We also have our awards. We have our Christmas um, celebration, you know, a uh, faculty party. Mm-hmm. Um, and every year as a leader, I'm always trying to think about how I can give an experience to my staff that is different from what they've had this year. So this mm-hmm. year I went way out. 
um, to get some donors. Um, you know, I'm not going to tell everybody how to do all that kind of stuff. But, um, you know, got some donors to really understand what it is that my teachers are needing. And our Christmas party is going to be a stir uh, this year. I'm coming. On a rooftop. I'm coming. And, uh, you know, you and they're just, not just doing it tell for them Mr. like that because they Sam. deserve that. You I'm know coming. what I mean? Now, and they are blown a, away. I'm South Campus, but it's not at stir. <laughs> So, you know, dang. And so, uh, it's on a Friday, and I'm just really excited for them because it's, I mean, it's on a Thursday. It's our last day of school. We get out at 4. You know, it's a half day. So, it'll start at 4, go 4 to 8, and then that's when it actually opens up to the public. And, you know, I'll exit out, and they get to have their whole, you know, good time as a staff or whatever and keep doing their thing and go into their holidays. But it's just important to make sure that yes. you go out of your way to it love is. on them in that way, expose them to, you know, just something that they're not used to and accustomed to. Um, and then they will turn around and do those very same things. Um, the monthly celebrations, very important. Being intentional about those. You know, I, we push around a cart um, from admin, and we have, you know, just a little treats, and we go in and take over their <laughs> classrooms. Don't sound like that. We push around a cart. Well, I mean, a cart of goodies. You yeah, know what I mean? Like, like if we're having, you know, a float on yeah. us or something like that, and we have all of the feelings and things, and they get to come out in the hallway, and we take over their classrooms. They get a break. They get to make them a root beer float or... Or get to make them a Sunday, or have right. cupcake treats, things like that. Just a break here, there, or I take over your. Re we take over recess for them, so they get a mm -hmm. whole thirty minutes, Thank you God know, I'm to take school. over recess. Um, you know, just something in that manner. We have cafeteria duty. You know, it doesn't matter. Or I'm coming into your independent um, reading, and we're taking over that, so you guys can have a break. Just find ways to map out monthly how you will appreciate them intentionally. Right. Um, so that they know that this is a pattern, that this is something, some type of consistency. So, yeah. I love it. I love it. I'm going to steal that idea with the tickets because I have been trying to, I want to do these are my favorite things, kind of like uh -huh, Oprah. Uh -huh. And so I was trying to like, how could I do that? Yeah. Because I bought a couple of things on Black Friday. I was mm -hmm. like, these are my favorite things, but I want to give them out. Yeah. But I'm going to do the tickets based on like some awesome things I'm seeing around and then oh, be yeah. drawn at the week. So I got that stolen. Look, in order to be a teacher, a leader, or anything, if you hear somebody's great idea, take that take thing and it make, and make it, it your own. Yes, make it your own. Yep. So, <clears throat> man, okay, I think I am ready, and then I'm, I'm mad because I don't. We don't have that type of funding, and so let me just say that you know you might have a, a leader that they can go to a very swanky restaurant, which I'm coming, um, <laughs> and do their holiday party, and then you may not. And so I've done. Phenomenal Christmas parties on campus. We are actually yes. off campus as well. Shout out to Uncle Julio. So that's where we will be. Yay. But um, what happens at the party is what makes it a party. Yeah. So yeah. it doesn't matter the location. It so like one it. of the things we do is the ugliest Sweater. white elephant exchange. Oh, okay. So girl, I go to Sam's a dollar <laughs> and I find some of the most hideous things Known to man, and I wrapped them up. Mm. So, like one year, I gave out bra strap clips, <laughs> um, the ski mask, and, I, and, and they're wrapped. Yeah. So, everybody picks a gift, everybody gets a gift, and then before you open it, you have a chance to exchange or steal. Mm -hmm. Kind of the same way it goes. One year, I gave out a can of lima beans, but like it gets them, it's so funny. We have a great time. No, I'm not trying to pay off your mortgage or anything like that. We're trying to have a good time and appreciate the teachers. Yeah. We also have some other competitions that happen during our holiday party that really gets the staff um, excited as well. 
So um, hopefully you can use some of those things and don't forget to follow um, Unapologetically Educated on Twitter to get that information or send us some some tips and tricks <laughs> right. for the holidays that you use. Um, and so we're about to transition, take a quick break, and we'll be back with my favorite part of the show called Thank God a Teacher Raised Me. Yay. Yes. And we're back. So my fav- the reason why I started this podcast um, is we need a voice. And I'm not saying that I'm that voice. Like someone else can be my guest um, and turn out to be the voice. Like Letha is a phenomenal leader. And I just wanted leaders to be able to laugh and hear about the toils, the things we go through in education mm-hmm. with people that do the work with them. Mm-hmm. Um I also have always been this person that pay it forward attitude. Like a teacher raised me. Mm-hmm. I come from a home of six where in the 90s, the crack epidemic was real. Mm-hmm. And um, it definitely impacted my family. But that teacher, those teachers from kindergarten to high school, like I was blessed to be in front of some phenomenal faces that took care of me. Like I was six foot tall in the fifth grade and someone like, Hey, flooding is really not cool. Those (laughs) ankle pants you rocking will not be popular until 2019. (laughs) So let me get you some long pants. Um, and so like, I just feel like I am supposed to pay it forward. I'm supposed to say thank you. And then I am blessed (laughs) every day to be around some phenomenal educators. And so in the world of social media, a lot of times what gets the most traction is the worst things happening in education, right? Mm -hmm. And so there's somebody great in every campus, probably more than one person. I know I'm blessed to have more than one on my campus. And so I want to just shout out and highlight those teachers that are doing Phenomenal things. And I hope that this catches fire, um, that this sparks a revolution of what it looks like in education, the good stuff and saying thank you and honoring those people because we're on the front lines, people. I don't know what you think. We are first responders. Kids get to us. They spend more waking moments in front of us than they do their parents and anybody else. So we have that charge to change lives every day we come in here. And so like, why not shout out people that are doing phenomenal things in the ro- in the work. So I'm going to pass to Letha first and then I will close with my person. So Harper, who you got? Like, I know you didn't save some lives, but I know you're going to take this time to, to really press in on someone and you probably got 50 people or more Man. that you could do, but we're going to take one today and mm. p- please send in yours and so we'll read your uh, your people your teachers that you think we'll read those on the show as well so if is it the teacher that i think for me or that I currently... well you know what however you want to do it like i think this first one i i'm gonna save my my one that probably i have so many i'm gonna save the teacher for me until our december shows just okay. because man it was some i was not a good kid uh, i know <laughs> Okay, so I won't be on the December show, so I'll, I'll do my best. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so okay, because so her name was Miss Rankin. Okay, and and actually they were co-teachers in Mr. Gilbert. 
Okay. Okay. Um, and, and the reason that I bring them up is because this is where I learned um, my true passion of why I know I have to be the way that I am in education today. Um, and so I was born and raised in Brooklyn, New York, and I went to... <coughs> yes. Sorry. And so Miss Rankin was the hardcore, like, real deal, holy field kind of teacher. So her expectations for us was more than what we had inside of her classroom. But this is a teacher that rolled the city bus to make sure that our behavior was the way that it needed to be even when we were on the bus. And if we acted a fool on the bus, she made the bus driver stop the bus and she pulled us off the bus. And she went off on us and made us walk. In the classroom, she challenged us on every bit of our thinking. No answer was ever good enough. And you and if you couldn't go back and forth with her with a why at least two, three times, like she broke, broke you down to tears, okay? <laughs> I cried over Shakespeare and Hamlet. But I am who I am today because of that. And when I went to high school, I went to Richard R. Green High School of Teaching, and we had to do internships. And so we had to go to a school and have a mentor teacher with us. And so I taught, learned how to do lesson plans, and was teaching while I was in high school. Oh. I went back to her. Don't say lesson plans on this oh, show Oh, right yes. Now. Oh, yes. Mm-mm. I went back to her, the teacher who was the hardest for me mm-hmm. um, in sixth grade. I went back to her. And let me tell you, my first semester under her, she embarrassed me many times in front of the kids because her thing was you had five minutes. And if I couldn't follow you, my kids couldn't follow you, you was going to sit down. True. So I don't know how many times she sat me down. But when I finally got past the five minutes and looked at her, I could see she was proud of me. And she wouldn't let me know how proud of me she was. But I finished my lessons. Ms. Rankin is who I am thanking God that raised me to make me understand what this job, what this journey, I won't even forgive me for the word job, what this journey and responsibility and call is mm. um, to, to making sure that we educate kids and that there is no limitations and that there is no excuses for what needs to happen to get kids to success. So that's who I thank God for teaching who raised Man, me Man, shout out to Miss Rankin. Yes. Like, Awesome. Made Letha who she is, and which is loud, flamboyant, <laughs> and proud to be an educator. Absolutely. Woo. So mine, oh, I just have so many. Um, please make sure you send um, yours in, all the listeners, to Unapologetically Educated. Um, you can send it to unapologeticallyeducated at gmail.com, or um, you can go to our website, unapologeticallyeducated.com. Click on the contacts and submit yours directly to me to be read. So my teacher, and I have so many. Mm. Oh, I'm going to start off. I'm going to go with the youngest experience I had with a teacher. Mm. So I'm going to go to kindergarten. Mm. I had um, two teachers. One was the teacher assistant. Teacher assistant. My teacher was Mrs. Paul and her assistant was Miss Jennings. And so I remember going to school, and I, I previously stated, like, six kids, grandparents raised me. They did the best they could, which, hey, I'm going to say they did a pretty dang on job right. for me to be I, at this point, right? Um, but Miss Paul, so I walk into school my first day of school, and she says, what is your name? And I say, Didi. <laughs> and I'm in kindergarten, mind you. So, you know, I mean, I guess, I don't know. I was trying to give him my nickname, but that's all I knew, y'all. Because yeah. that's how I, no one had called me anything other than Dee Dee. So, uh, my friend next to me, um, I'll never forget, she says, her name is Deidre. 
So the teacher's like, oh, okay, yeah, I have a Deidre on my roll. And so she grabs me by the chin. And I'm not going to say, like, not in a forceful way, but, like, she makes me lift my head up. And she said, your name is Deidre, and I don't ever want you to be shy or um, discontented about who you are. <laughs> she said, you're going to be somebody one day, and so you're going to be able to tell people that your name is not Deidre, your name is Deidre, and be proud about it. Yes. So... Every day I came into class, she would go, and who are we? My name is Deidre. Okay, and Deidre, who are you? And I would have to tell her something unique about me. And I've always been a kid that was what I like to call in trouble, and I could never watch TV. My grandma would be like, you know what? You done done something again? No TV. So, really? yeah, I was, man, I am getting it tenfold with my teenagers. Right. But Miss um, Paul was that teacher that made me be okay with being who I am. Like, mm -hmm. in kindergarten, I knew at that point I was going to be somebody else mm -hmm. that was going to touch other children, yeah. inspire other people. Yeah. So I've always been, like, this very loud, flamboyant, let me be the, the fire igniter, yeah. <laughs> for a lack of better words. I wanted to say something else, <laughs> but for education. Because Miss Paul said... I could That's in it. kindergarten. So shout out to Miss Paul. Also shout out to Miss Jennings. I didn't even know she was a teacher's aide until I graduated high school. And she was like, girl, I was the aide. She was in there teaching that thing uh, and helping and doing the same job that Miss Paul did. Mm -hmm. So shout out to all the teacher aides, teacher yes. assistants, paraprofessionals. You know, they call by, three thir by 30 different names. <laughs> but shout out to those people that do that job. Because anybody in my building, I tell them all the time, we are all teachers. Yeah. We are teachers first. And so as we close, um, I want to say have a happy, safe journey back to school for next week. Make those, Letha has 12, I have 15. <laughs> Make those days count. Um, I tell people what kind of impression you leave on kids and adults will follow you the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. So make every moment count. Um and just be a leader. And that should be what we make moments count. Yep. That's a good one. Leadership, yep. we make moments, moments count. count. That's like a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you so much. And again, don't forget to follow me on Twitter at unapologeticallyeducated.com. I'm sorry. I said that wrong. Follow me on Twitter at unapologeticallyeducated. Or you can easily find me at deeducated. Um, Letha, how can they find you on Twitter? At lacadre. That's L-E-C-A-D-R-E Harper. All right, and then also, if you want us to shout out a teacher, please mm -hmm. go to unapologeticallyeducated.com, go to the contacts, and submit. We will read those off every week and then send a special note to those teachers that are changing the game. We have real-life superheroes in our midst every day. Mm -hmm. Let's nurture yeah. and grow teachers to that if they're not already that way. And then, of course, um, inspire our babies to be exceptionally awesome because, um, unfortunately, good and bad, they are our future, and we need them to take over, not be complacent. That's it. Thanks, and see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in um, to my first podcast episode with my educational sister, Letha Harper. Um, it was a great first show. 
I want to uh, leave you with a quote, a a thought of wisdom to carry you forward. If you have not uh, checked out Leadership Freak, it is one of my favorite blogs. But the quote is, it's natural to notice weakness. So train yourself to maximize aspirations. And how I take that is as leaders, um, our job is to figure out what our teachers, our students, um, our parents, our communities aspire to be, and then grow them through that lens, like push them to that greatness um, through what they aspire to be. Have a safe and happy holiday, and I will see you next week. Bye.